So I really am a fan of Michael Crichton, the author who wrote Jurassic Park. He also wrote a book called State of Fear in 2006, and I'm still reading it. But the basic premise is that um, it's a thriller novel, and it's all about global warming causing catastrophic climate change. And, you know, um, basically charities that are environmental charities interacting with media and big donors and celebrities and also taking advantage of um, starting sort of a, a, a policy goal uh, and timing it with catastrophic events uh, that and then they blame it on global warming. Uh, that kind of thing. And then it, there's also like a terrorist organization um, that basically is, I don't want to give away the book, but uh, I think this is okay to give away. Um, helping create these incidents to then use politically, right? Helping to actually create uh, weather events or destructive weather events that they can then use publicly and say, hey, look, we told you about catastrophic climate change or abrupt climate change. This is why the weather is uh, acting up. We can blame it on climate, global climate change, and this is, you know, you should be donating, you should be advocating for political candidates that will actually do something about it. So it probably was not well received when it was uh, released. Um, and if you go search for Michael Crichton online, he's done, he's testified before Congress about mixing um, science with, with politics. Uh, you know, scientific inquiry is about the going after the truth, uh, discovery and being skeptical. Um, it doesn't play well with religion or belief systems. And he actually argues in a, in a separate uh, clip that environmentalism is a religion uh, because they, they, they have this belief that the world is going to end or the climate is going to uh, be so um, inhospitable to humans or that, you know, we as a, a human race are um, scourge of the earth and, and we've done everything bad to wreck this planet, yada, yada, yada. So they, they take, if you take that view, you're sort of an anti-human, right? You want to go back to nature. You want that humans are came and wrecked the planet. And it's sort of this belief in, in nature is good, is untouched nature as the ultimate goal. Uh, so that's an anti-human view. But it, he compared it to a religion saying, well, you know, it's kind of like Adam and Eve. And they, 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 they took the apple and ate from the, the knowledge tree and they were banished or something. Uh, humans basically wrecked it and they had then they had to live in this awful place, right? So, and then there's salvation, you have to be saved. And the only way that you can be saved with environmentalism is to completely reduce, you know, CO2, to, to try to use renewables, uh, to have as little of a footprint as possible, right? To live very green, um, that kind of thing. <clears throat> so he compared it to a religion. And what I like about the book is that obviously it's, um, it's, you know, a novel, it's fiction, but a lot of it's actually based in, tr in truth. And that the media, he's trying to give us a lesson here, and that the media creates, can create a movement. Um, we talked about Carl Sagan, and this guy is celebrated, right, as this, as this great scientist. 
but he talks about something that he started called nuclear winter and he was a part of it and he was basically i don't know if he actually believed it or if he just liked the publicity you know some people end up liking the publicity and they want to be liked even though they're they were a really good scientist at one point they want to be liked or they're or maybe they've been compromised somehow politically and they've basically been forced to do this i have no idea what his motives were but he basically described in a speech because he gave a bunch of speeches before he released the book or as he was releasing it or after he was releasing it trying to explain sort of i guess his his deeper message and his message is that the media so if if you have scientists and you have policy mixed in you can basically launch a conference call it the threat of nuclear winter uh, put out some media pieces like on CBS Sunday morning about what you want people to talk about. You know, you put out things called nuclear winter. This is buzzword that you've created, just like global warming or climate change. Um, and then you start hitting, hitting the media and hitting the public with these images that are associated that you say is caused by this thing or, or related to this thing. So violent storms are, or climate change, even like a, a winter storm, they, they blame on global warming, right? Or they blame, they've they shifted from global warming to climate change and any kind of anomaly, weather event, disaster can be blamed. Then on climate change in particular. So basically they take a disaster, they they mold it with policy, they have some scientists, scientists jawbone who these scientists probably are compromised or at least they get their funding from political entities, from grants, and they have to say certain things to get the grant. So what do they do? They say certain things to get the grant. So it's not about being blind. He, he refers to the FDA and why they have blind trials and why it's so difficult. And now I used to think, well, government is just getting in the way. To some extent, I think that's still true. But um, he explained the double blind study about how a drug is released and uh the the, the um, there's all these different groups that are like not associated with each other and it all has to pass and nobody knows which drug this is uh so it's kind of interesting because the people funding it aren't related to the people who or don't know which drug it is um through the process right so they don't know which drug they're funding they don't know which drug that they want to to um uh to say is good so obviously i think i don't know what he was referring to here and I do think that that this is probably not the case anymore. You know, at least with with the COVID drugs, right? So I don't know what's going on there, but they're getting sort of a streamlined, right? They're getting like a by, you know, you don't have to stop and 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 do the blind study. You can just bypass this. And I, I because there's an emergency. There's always an emergency that allows government to either allow um certain people to bypass regulations that they would normally have to do and everyone treated fairly right all the drug manufacturers were treated fairly then everyone would have to abide by the same efficacy standards and, and drug double blind um drug trials but somehow covid didn't have to do that right because of course um because they wanted the drug faster so the point is is that any so anytime you see something like global climate change global warming ask yourself who's promoting this and what benefit do they get and can they actually um prove their claims can they back it up with scientific facts and where is if you can point to a scientist who who does state you know that this is happening and this is a big issue 
uh, what's their track record? And are they being funded by entities um, that, that basically want this outcome? So uh, because he compared it to a religion, I started thinking about you could just substitute instead of um, instead of you know climate change, you could substitute in uh, race ho hoaxes, right? So um, or racism or systemic racism, whatever you want to call it, or or the threat of white supremacy, or white people are you know the most concerned, you know they're 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 really concerned about white people, like something like that, uh, where there's not really any evidence for this. I don't think. I mean. They're probably trying to, to gin up, right? They're trying to 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 create like these these people um, that are that are violating, that are committing racism, right? But they can't really find anybody. It's hard to find people. So uh, that's one one area I think where they're actually failing. They could do a better job of that. I mean, I'm not advocating that they do, but I think that they definitely uh, they're not really progressing with that one. But Let's take another one. Let's take CRT. Uh, you could put this in for, for um, you could basically, what I'm saying is Michael Crichton could have wrote a novel about global warming, which he did, state of, state of fear, but he also could have wrote a novel about the threat of, uh, of white supremacy or, or systemic racism or CRT or, you know, Bitcoin or crypto, because I think this is a, also a religious faith-based organization that is very difficult to prove one way or another. Uh, and that there's all kinds of speculative claims about it and um, all kinds of theories. And there's also a big media. So the, the main thing is not that it's religion, but it, that it's faith-based religion, but also that media is getting behind it. And there's policy, there's politicians that are advocating for it and certain policy agendas. And this media is backing it up and promoting it and, and uh, pr promoting whatever this movement is front and center, trying to manipulate the public to basically, I guess, get funding or get uh, their, their policies um, through Congress or, or whatever it is that they're after. Political influence, money, that's usually what it is. <clears throat> so anyways, yeah, I really recommend this book by Michael Crichton. And I can't believe I had never actually read it before. But it's called State of Play, State, sorry, State of Fear. And it's just interesting because everything I read about it just seems so obvious that it's happening right now. Like this this novel could be real. Like it's not real, right? Because the, the characters are fiction. But a lot of the things he said, like he says that all the footnotes he has in the novel are real. So he even references real events, like he references the big Thompson. Uh, flood that happened in 1976 in Colorado, uh, 20 feet, 20-foot 20 um, wall of water that came down this canyon, and the people people were not warned, they weren't notified. Uh, it just happened very, very quickly, and I guess notification notification systems are still pretty bad for, for river flooding, so if you live in a canyon, watch out for flash flooding, and most people know about that, but uh, this this was an extreme event. Uh, but, you know, he's referencing these events in his novel that are real, and he's referencing you know, real organizations. And um, everything, the, the big picture takeaway from this novel is, I think, highly accurate, at least so far. I'm, I'm maybe a third of the way through, so I'm not all the way through. 
but it's uh, it's I think it's a it's a crucial um, book to read. And if you are teaching, you know, homeschool class about uh, the other side of climate change, or the, or or just just to introduce them into uh, introduce them to the media, uh, how policy affects um, the scientific community, just just to expose them to these ideas that at least that that they can affect, right? They can affect scientists, and they can affect policy. And media does have an influence on what pub the public believes and how they steer attention and direct attention to these movements and how how can we actually prove that this that this climate change thing is happening that it's a real threat what uh and what what are the what what should we do about it i mean how do we think about these big issues uh, this this is a great novel i think to get anyone interested in these topics especially high school kids um and this is 2006 and it's 2022 and this book i think is highly highly relevant to what is going on today